0: hey good people how we doing look when i tell you that this person that i have for you today is one of the most inspirational people that i know right now it is no lie and i happened to meet her by happenstance i was going um into support um this person that i had met on the gram through someone that i worked with years ago just didn't have anything to do and hopped on ig live um or or you know just went in to their live and our relationship has grown from there and she is doing such amazing things and i'm so excited for her and she deserves every bit of everything that she gets because she's just such a great person so without further ado let's get into this episode guys y'all gonna enjoy it Hey good people how are we doing? so I have someone really special here one of um, my newer acquaintances, but she is so inspiring and building a brand that is incredible inspires me every day to build a better brand as well. We have Nicole Steffens here say what's up Nicole Hey guys
1: what's up? How is everybody?
0: <laughs> so Nicole, tell them a little bit about your brand and then we'll get into the uh, the finer details of it.
1: So yeah, I mean, so I started Never Say Can't, you know, uh, two years ago. And Never Say Can't is a movement. It is a type of evolving. It evolves on its own. It has a life of its own. Really, it started off as a fitness industry. Um, I had my own personal journey with weight loss. And, you know, longest story short, ended up losing 70 pounds, was super inspired, wanted to motivate other people and became a personal trainer. So I opened my own personal training business and I called it Never Say Can't. The Never Say Can't phrase has been in my life. It's been my motto my entire life. And I you know, didn't create it. My father created it. Unfortunately, he passed away six years ago. And one day when I was sitting there and I was like, what do I name my business? I literally looked in the mirror because it's tattooed on my right back shoulder. And I was like, that's what I name my business. It's been with me all along created the business, created the name, created the LLC. Um, I found out I don't actually love personal training, but I love inspiring. Mm. So Never Say Can't evolved into a motivational platform for people to tell their stories on of how they took the word can't out of their vocabulary and overcame all these obstacles. And it's just kind of evolving on its own. It's, it has its own life. So it's kind of doing its own thing. And I'm just here like, I hope I'm steering this the right way.
0: <laughs> it's so incredible. First of all, condolences to you and your family for that loss. It's a hard thing uh, to lose a parent anytime. Um, but it's incredible that you say that Never Say Can't evolved on its own, right? And, and is evolving on its own. And I see it every day and I see what you're doing it doing with it and steering it. And it's interesting. Talk a little bit about what, got you away from personal training and more to inspiration because you know you talk about it not being you who who's doing the the steering it's just kind of an autonomous thing what was so wrong with personal training
1: so um i made this announcement once and you know i personal training for me it's fun to be in that group setting it's fun to be inspiring these people but the reason why i'm stepping away from personal training is because I want to reach the masses and I don't want to just do it through health and wellness. I want to do it through just inspirational stories. I want to give people a platform to be able to speak their truth. And when you're in personal training, you have to go through all these certifications you have to get, um, you know, you have to know how the body's working so you can give your clients their results. But I don't want to be the person telling you do a bicep curl, do a hammer curl, do, you know, a back row. I I want to tell you, you can keep doing those things. I'll find you a personal trainer who's going to get you the body you want. I understand where you're coming from. I understand the journey of losing 70 pounds and toning your body, but I want to be there with you for motivation. I don't want to be there with you for A, B, C, and D of creating a meal plan, creating a workout plan. Like I want to be the motivation just so, because there's four other people out there like you.
0: Wow. And that's so incredible. The, the, the idea of setting up a network because, you know, here at Finding Good Times, we always say purpose is never personal and what we do reverberates to other people. And one of the the best things about that is, is that we build these networks of, of um, contacts. And so talk a little bit about, because now you're in the inspiration business and you have all of these people come on your uh, Instagram uh, or, or the Zoom meetings. Tell us a little bit about the Instagram and the Zoom meetings and how you came up with the idea to incorporate other people's stories into your brand, in your business.
1: So yeah, so I was looking for a new way to, um, to rebrand Never Say Can. I really wanted to come back because a lot of people, I'm telling you last year, this thing caught wind on its own. And when I started this business, I feel like everyone could feel my passion and they ran with it too. So everyone was using the hashtag. Everyone was putting it in their photos. They were, you know, tagging me and everything that they had accomplished and it was great, but I didn't want it to just be about weight loss. So then when I was rebranding this year, I saw my friend doing interviews and his name is Charbel, and he's one of my interviews. I think he's episode seven. Um, And he lives in San Francisco, but he started doing interviews on his back patio and he said, I'm going to just interview you. Let's talk about the coronavirus, COVID-19 being locked up. And Mm. I said, I'm going to take that idea from you. Thank you. But I'm (laughs) going to put a little twist on it. And I want to hear how people have started their own businesses. Mm. So that's where that started. And my first interview, I believe was, um, was in April or it was, yeah, it was in April. And then I was just booking them Monday through Friday. I was reaching out to anyone and people then started sending me people. And that's how I got to meet. That's how I met you. That's how I found out about finding good times and good radio, and um, so I, these people started sending me people. And what I realized was there's so many stories out there that everybody has a story that I need to narrow it down a little bit. But then you know everything started happening and the protests started happening. So then I really moved Never Say Can't to be the voice of Black Lives Matter because it's something that I agree with and it's something that I stand behind and I'm an activist with. So you know every wednesday night me understanding from the lgbtq community because i am and i do identify as a lesbian um you know i brought in every wednesday night for the month of june for pride month you know we brought in kyle we brought in other speakers to speak on black lives matter and what it means in the lgbt community too Mm. so you know we had different people come in we it was an open forum um every wednesday night at eight we're talking about you know what's going on and how can we help Mm. like how can the LGBT community help in a sense
0: when it comes to your business or how you identify or what you're active in how do you find your voice
1: um I don't know (laughs) really to to answer that question I don't because I you know for me like knowledge is power and knowledge is key so like for me finding my voice I find my voice in teaching and I find my voice not only yeah never say can is an inspirational thing but right now it's not only about inspiration it's about educating people on what is right and what is wrong and if that is Me, you know, going back to school and learning all these tactics so everybody else doesn't have to. Maybe they don't have the opportunity to. But you know what? I'm sitting here like I do. Mm -hmm. I I get it. I work a basic retail job right now. I'm starting the podcast. I'm starting the YouTube and everything. Like Mm -hmm. I have dreams. But what I want to do is I want to inspire and educate. So I find my voice through teaching people. Yes.
0: That's so important because a lot of people... I think a lot of people in this time are using the time that they have to uh, put together things, but people don't have their voice. So they're chasing after this, they're chasing after that, they're trying to be other people. But I can tell you guys, Nicole, if you, <laughs> if you guys have never seen Nicole on a live when she is uh, talking about her mission statement you are missing out because it is something of fire and passion that I have never witnessed before it's like when a preacher is preaching like in the in the um, climax of his sermon his or her sermon that is uh, how Nicole is when she's talking about her um, never say can't and it's that type of passion that we we all need to bring to whatever we're passionate about whatever we want to, bring into fruition and manifest so definitely check that out nicole i want to talk a little bit about um your journey um in fitness you said you lost 70 pounds what did that what was life like before and what got you to the point where you said things have to change
1: um so i have been overweight Uh, My entire life that was, you know, I was always a chubby kid. I was always, you know, whatever. So of course growing up, you don't have the best self-esteem. You don't have, um, you just don't love yourself. Mm. It's that simple. And when I hit high school, my senior year, my friend introduced me to these diet pills and I was like, this is great. Okay, Mm. cool. So I started taking those. I lost 20 pounds in a month and I was like, wow. I was shopping in the small and medium section as opposed mm. to extra large and you're 17 years old. So you're like, this is fine. I don't know what I'm putting in my body. I didn't understand the work ethic that had to go behind actual weight loss. So fast forward a couple of years, my dad passes away from, you know, heart disease and he was like total thing. He had stents in his heart. He had all these medical problems. Right. And he passed away while he was on dialysis. So um, and for those who don't know what dialysis is, they filter your blood, basically your kidneys stop working. They fail. Mm-hmm. So you get put on dialysis so it can filter your blood. Cause when you, you need clean blood to be able to keep surviving, whatever. Um, so he passes away and then I get into an abusive relationship. This is when I'm just, uh, finding out about my sexuality. So I'm in my first, um, same sex relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I gain 30 pounds because I'm in an abusive relationship and wow. abusive mentally, not necessarily physically, um, but you know, the behaviors that I learned in that relationship really, I, I learned that I had an eating problem and mm. I identified like my feelings with food. So what makes you feel good? Food, you feel better for a little bit, you know, it takes away the pain. Fast forward after that, um, my next relationship, I, I think I'm at like 220 pounds mm. and I get cheated on by that partner. Mm. Um, And she cheats on me with her ex-fiance. Wow. So I just remember waking up that day and I was like, you know what? I can literally keep repeating the same behavior and be here the same place next year. I keep trying to lose weight. Doesn't work. There's a video of me. This is my fourth try. And I posted that a couple of days on my Instagram. I'm like, this is my fourth try trying to lose weight. Of course, it doesn't work. But Mm -hmm. I sat there and I was like, I just joined a gym. I like this gym. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to see where this can go. Because if I could waste three months on myself, actually trying to do something that's healthy and, you know, right for me, why not? I already waste three months eating my life away anyways. So, you know, I got up and I went and I was like, this is it. No pushbacks, like burn all back doors, whatever. And then in the first month I lost 15 pounds. I ate uh-huh. broccoli, I ate chicken. And then I was like, this is really cool. And uh, yeah. I think Chloe Kardashian had just come out with her. Like I, I, The Kardashians are their own people, but she had just come out with like revenge body. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be my own revenge body. So (laughs) I jumped on that bandwagon and then within, this was in August. So by December, you know, four or five months, I was down 50 pounds and I was like, that's crazy. So I was like, I'm going to keep going. So, you know, my heaviest was 220. When I started the weight loss journey, I think I was like 190. So losing the fifty. Or I was 200. So losing the 50 pounds, I was like at 155, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so cool. Then I got the job at the gym that I totally was in love with.
2: Mm.
1: And I like had worked out there and they found out about my story. They were like, this is amazing. They made me manager of their studio. Um, So I left everything. I totally burned all my back doors. I left my, you know, really good retail job in Miami. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I took a pay cut and I went to manage this gym because I supported them wholeheartedly. Um, You know, then I was like, I want to go on my, I want to level up. I want to be a personal trainer. I understand how to manage. And they were like, your body just isn't right. Wow. So even though I have lost all this weight, and even though I repped their gym wholeheartedly, I told people, I was like, you can't go to any other gym. Like, this is it. This is the one. They didn't support me as much as I supported them. Mm. And my body, yeah, my body's not right. No, I, I, losing 70 pounds does a lot to your body. You know, I have loose skin. I under And I understand a lot of mothers that have had children, they have like the loose skin in their stomach, postpartum, whatever. Mm-hmm. so i identify with that and you know i've never had kids myself but i did hold a lot of my weight in my gut region so because i don't have the perfect body or the abs i didn't have the perfect body for that gym so i said you know what that's fine i don't need you guys i believe in myself i quit and then i started my own personal training business yes
0: i love that i love the idea well well a couple of things because that's such a powerful story right i love the idea of never giving up literally never saying can right you <laughs> you had the four times of failing, but still having the resolve to keep on going, still having the resolve to say, you know what? I, this, this might be the fourth time, but I'm gonna lose this weight. I'm gonna get better. I love the idea also of doors opening up when you finally follow your, your path and finally see a vision through. A lot of people, um, they, they stop short their vision and they stop short of all the opportunities that lie on the other side of their vision and finally i love love the fact that instead of saying i don't have the right whatever right because a lot of times we feel like we don't have the right whatever and giving up and and shrinking you say i'm just going to go start my own if you don't want me at your table i'm gonna go build my other table and eat if you don't want me to eat with you you don't have to have me sit with you i love that that's so amazing i oh man this is Nicole you don't, you don't understand guys Nicole's one of the the people that I always stand for because she is so inspirational if you are looking at her now and which you guys should definitely go and follow her page we'll handle that business after uh at t- towards the end um I, seeing where she was and seeing where she is and I'm not one to you know body thing I I you know that's not my back but if you personally feel like you know you need to change and lose weight seeing where she is now you see the mission is complete no matter what anyone says no matter what Jim uh says whatever talk to us a little bit about how it felt the day that you said i am here i i I got to where i knew i could be
1: you know sometimes I really have to sit down and I have to look and I have to be like, you did that. Cause I still like, I'm, I'm now on this journey of like self-love and I'm Mm -hmm. on this journey of like fixing everything. Cause I fixed the outside, but now it's like, I need to fix the inside. Um, and you know, I sit there and I'm like, all right, cool. Like sometimes I'll body shame myself and I'll get on the scale, and you know my girlfriend sees it. She's like, "You pay attention to that scale so much." But the other day when I was going through memory lane and I posted all those videos on my Instagram, it made me cry because I've come so far that sometimes I'll just look and I'll be like, "Damn, girl, you did that thing. Like, mm. look at you." But you know because it is, and I, I keep a pair of my old jeans because I, I it wasn't the biggest i had gotten when I got when I passed 200, I stopped filming. Wow. And I am one to record my life. Like I love being on camera. I could talk for days, <laughs> but I stopped recording. I stopped taking pictures. I stopped doing all that stuff. And so a lot of people were like, oh, you don't look like you were 220 pounds. Yeah, that's because I didn't document it. Mm. That's because I stopped stepping on the scale. That's because when I go to the doctors, that's how much I knew that I weighed that much, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, I like, I still wake up. I have these moments. And I'm like, you really did that. But it's like, I don't want to keep being like, yes, hurrah. Like now I'm like, what's next? Like, how can I change my body next? You know, like you can sit, you can have your three seconds of a break and be like, I did it, but it's like, great. Who are you going to help next? Who, um, how are you helping yourself next? Cause we're always evolving and we're always growing. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm trying to like get stronger. I'm trying to, uh, ultimately I'd really love to be like a bikini competitor. Cause those are freaking hardcore, mm. but it's like, I had to figure that out. Cause that's like a whole thing, but, and I could be <laughs> like. Talking out of the wind or whatever, but um, right now I'm in a new gym, I'm in a new type of fitness. Um, Mm -hmm. I tried powerlifting, wasn't really for me now. I'm in CrossFit, so trying to see if that works. And yeah, it's just you always be always evolve, always evolve, even though you get somewhere, you have to take the next step and the next step because this is life, dude.
0: I love that. I love that because a lot of times what people people teeter on the extremes, right? They either celebrate too much and you know every night's a celebration and they ain't do nothing (laughs) or they uh (laughs) don't celebrate enough and they just keep on they they never appreciate themselves so i love the idea of celebrating but then finding what's next right after speaking of that what is next for never say can't do you you know or are you still figuring it out
1: god i have no idea (laughs) um And people ask me this and I'm like, I really hope that I'm steering this the right way because if not, we're all going to crash and burn. Um, No, uh, really ultimately what's next is I'm actually taking um, my sales experience and I'm going to use the never say can't name and brand it that way. Um, So Mm -hmm. I am starting a business because ultimately the goal is to not work a nine to five. I'm a very big believer in um, following your own path. And if people have paths that are meant to be in a business world, corporate America, Hey man, that's great. I trust you to handle my finances. I trust you to handle whatever (laughs) you're doing. Um, But what I trust myself to do is to live the life that I feel has purpose and meaning for myself. Mm -hmm. So by saying that I need to create a source of income with the knowledge that I already have based on like being a sales manager, based on, you know, all this stuff and I'm going to replicate it to myself and help those small businesses in need. So Mm -hmm. yes, never say can't is a platform for voices so we can learn how to take the last three years out of your life so you don't waste them. Like, let's say you're a brand new business and I just interviewed someone last night who had the same business you did. Take their experiences, reach out to them via DM. That's what the Never Say Camp platform is for. But I'm also gonna take those stories, I'm gonna learn from those people, learn from my experiences, and bring them to small businesses in South Florida. And hopefully, Mm. you know, around the United States. So we'll see how stuff goes, but that's the ultimate game plan. You know,
0: I love that idea. I was actually listening to um, a marketing uh, guru. His name is Seth Godin, 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 whatever. And he said th- the main thing that a lot of businesses do, especially what we do, is to compress um, information so that the person who doesn't have 20 years to study something or doesn't have 20 months to study something can figure it out and find it in 20 minutes. So I think a lot of, and, and a lot of what uh, inspirational people do, quote unquote, inspirational people is they give people that, that vitamin boost where you don't have to go through the ups and downs and the, and the, and doing all of the the little intricate self work that we do to find our inspiration. It's like, let me just, let me just tell you where it's at. Let me, let me, let me point you towards the goal and the gold of, of ourselves. Um, Did you have anyone like that in your life that was just like, yo, Nicole, I know you said your dad was really inspirational to you. Um, Did you have anyone else that said, this is where the gold is?
1: You know what I did? And she, I, I knew her for a short amount of time, but the impact that she made on my life was just amazing. Like her name is Jessica Rainey. Her and her husband are like, they got married after seven days. Like mm. they knew each other for seven days. Then they got married. They are like, this is legit. Like I found my life partner or whatever. That's their own story. But they believed in each other so much that they were like, this is the dream. This is where we want to go. And mm. this is who we're going to help get there. And mm. so what they did was they're in the business of helping and inspiring people and everything that they say is going to come true. They put it on your dream board. They visualize it. They manifest it. I'm not even kidding. This is the power couple. They live their lives like wholeheartedly helping other people. And I feel like because they have so much gratitude and they are out there like giving, that's why life is giving back to them because they don't expect anything in return. So when they found me and took me under their wing, the amount of progress that I made with my never say Camp business in the beginning and the first four months was all thanks to Jessica, like taking my hand and leading me and being like, oh, you should do this. You should do this. Try this. I did this. This didn't work. So do it this way and you know just giving me free knowledge because she had done it before and herself and you know it's it's amazing to see where this couple's gonna go and mm-hmm. we haven't parted ways we're still friends we still keep in touch but our missions have you know changed a little bit so mm-hmm. i learned what i could from her but honestly 10 out of 10 like top three and most inspirational people in my life
0: i love that how do you feel about because i you said the power couple right and I'm trying to figure this out as well as a, as a person going into the business, as a single person, you have a significant other. Um, How do you balance your time between your passion of your business and your, your baby and a person that you, um, that you're growing with relationally? Is there, does there have to be that commonality of interest? Can there be, in your opinion, can there be a difference?
1: So actually that's the perfect question to ask me because we are so different. Um, you know, she, I don't really, people, people are surprised when they find out um, I have a significant other just through my never say Camp page. Cause I don't, that's my business page. I don't mm-hmm. talk about my personal, I keep my personal life very far off of that. Um, as in people close to me but I'll post about her every once in a while. Um, but the whole point is she is in the medical field and Mm. she's doing uh, medical stuff. And I don't understand that. I'm like, what do you mean? What's a (laughs) syringe? I I don't understand. (laughs) Um, but like, you know, and I'm, I'm in the inspirational, motivational, social media marketing type of experience. Mm. And she's like, what do you mean? I don't understand posting on Instagram scheduling. You can schedule posts. I'm like, yeah, that's how I free up time. Um, what do we do to, ah, that's a really good question. It's, it's difficult. I'll tell you it's difficult because sometimes we don't understand each other. We don't. And there's walls and it's like, I don't understand why you have to be on the computer so much. I don't understand why you're on your phone. Are you working or are you just scrolling through TikTok? I'm like, sometimes I'm just scrolling through TikTok. Sometimes I'm working. But <laughs> she's, you know, she'll be like, I don't understand. I don't understand when you're working and I don't understand. And I'm like, if I'm on the Never Say Can't profile, I'm always working.
2: I'm mm-hmm. liking
1: people. I'm reaching out to people. I am creating relationships with people. I'm networking. Even mm-hmm. if it's just me commenting on their post three weeks down the line, hopefully that's a new friendship. Hopefully that's a new interview. Exactly. Um, you know, and with her medical stuff, she's actually studying for a really big test right now. And she just finished uh, her program. And I'm not going to give like super specifics on like what she's doing with it and everything. But it's support, dude. Even though mm. if you don't understand what your partner is doing, because I'm necessarily, yes, I'm in an, a relationship and yes, I have a significant other. But you have to find people that are also like-minded to you. So that's why Mm. I have acquaintances or people who are with me and I'll reach out to them. If I have an issue that I don't understand and she's completely supportive. She's like, if there's anything I can help you, let me know. But you know, I think it's just if your partner is in it to win it and they want to support you completely, they're going to take the time out of their day to understand what you're doing Mm. because they have to understand the mission too. And they have to see the end goal with you. Just like I have to see her end goal in her medical career you
0: know. I love that. I think that I relate that to um, how we first got really acquainted uh, when you invited me on your Zoom and we were talking about uh, BLM. And um, and let me just say this to, to everyone. I'm not like a super BLM affiliate or anything. I'm just a person that's, you know, passionate about not getting a knee shoved in my neck. Um, but I was on there to talk and I I sensed such a genuineness that came from wanting to support, right? Everyone in the room may not have understood. And this was like, uh, I don't know, a week after it happened or like a, a couple of days, it was really fresh. Right. And no, you know, it, it wasn't like, we get it, we all understand, now people get it more and the, there's more fact memes going around and people are like, oh, wow, this is okay, like, now I understand. But back then, you know, it was still in its soft stages, but there was such a um, a will and desire to support. Speak a little bit about putting that together. You spoke a little bit about it, but a little bit about putting that together. And
1: So, yeah, when that happened um, and, you know... It's been happening, right? All this, all this injustice, all this police brutality. It's, it's been happening. No justice, no peace has been said um, at these riots, not riots, at protests for for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. It's been the motto. So, you know, George Floyd. June has always been Pride Month. You can, you know, we can all thank Marsha P. Johnson for that, for being like the lead activist in um starting pride so i resonate obviously i agree with and like identify as lgbtq Mm -hmm. so i had originated these group of people these panelists who were going to talk every wednesday night about uh lgbtq uh topics and the first one was going to be the history so we're going to talk about marcia p johnson um the second was going to talk about uh you know coming out to your parents and we had someone on the panelists who had come out to a hispanic family so if you are hispanic you understand that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like turmoil with that sometimes most Mm -hmm. of the time. So we were going to have someone speak on that. Uh, there was other topics that we're going to line up for four topics for four weeks. And then George Floyd happened. Mm -hmm. And I, everyone, everyone is on their social media. Everyone is like talking about this. Everyone is trying to like find justice for this. Right. The protests are starting. Um, a revolution is starting Mm -hmm. and I didn't want Never Say Can't to not speak on it. I wanted, you know, yeah, I I wanted to be a part of the movement. And I had a a small platform. I have a small platform. And I was like, let me shift gears. I literally had like a day of planning. I had spent like a whole week planning this whole LGBTQ. I was going to have people do makeup artists, like tutorials, Mm -hmm. going to have people do all this other stuff. But I just felt in my heart that I really needed to speak with this and use my platform to just have an open forum to just let people discuss
2: um,
1: and invite different people to come on and speak. And it literally took like a day of planning and that was it. We just ran with it and it turned out um, amazing. I think a lot of people got to get heard and a lot of people, you know, because some people don't know how to politically correctly like speak on it. And I think that, you know, we got to talk about history. We got to talk about, um, you know, different groups too. Mexicans, Native Americans, ICE. We got to talk about all these different things. Uh, trans, you yeah. know, like... So it was it was a really good and really educational um, Zoom meeting. And I told people, if you come and you state things, please make sure it's factual because I don't want your biased opinions. I want facts and I want to know yeah. how things can be changed and how we can help.
0: For sure, and I I grew so much from that meeting in the sense of not knowing, um, not to say that I I was like Alabama dumb, not to say that anyone from Alabama is dumb, but I mean in terms of uh, different communities, like not knowing um, a lot about the LGBTQ uh, community. Uh, in terms of the deeper community sense of it, like obviously, I live in New York, so i I went to the bar that uh, Marsha P got kicked out of, right I got kicked out of that bar um, uh still still banned from there but um, <laughs> uh, it, and not having a lot of um, information on a deeper sense about the community and receiving such that such a warm welcome. Um, it clicked immediately in my head like yo people are people um, love is love right like in in the sense of we all have to be here for each other I might not personally uh, subscribe or Describe or understand or do whatever and when i say personally i mean everyone who's listening right you might not personally have a stake in it even though you probably do because you probably have a uh auntie or uncle a cousin a brother a sister or mother or father whoever that is in the community that you might not know of but even if you don't even if you don't have any black friends, even if you don't have any LGBTQ friends, if you, even if you don't have any friends going through depression, or even if you don't have any friends going, we're all in this human thing together, right? Mm-hmm. We all have that empathy. We all should have that empathy for each other to where we grow and we learn from each other. Um, what, in, in the recent couple of months, Nicole, can you say has been your biggest learning point through COVID through uh, George Floyd through your business
1: um I think my biggest learning point is that's it dude like like learning is just Mm. you have to you have to understand that you know not you but in general like We have to understand that life is an entire learning experience. And Mm as cliche as that sounds, if you are not taking the time to educate yourself and know dates and names and facts and people who have either died by police brutality or people that have died because they were LGBTQ or people that have committed suicide because they have depression, Mm. you need to educate yourself because if you want to speak on a topic, you better come with knowledge, and that's one thing that I've learned. If you don't have knowledge on the topic, and you're just bringing your your feelings,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: feelings, and I'm not saying that feelings are not right. I'm just saying have stuff to back up your feelings because everyone's going to have a different opinion, and if you want your voice to be heard, you need to be throwing facts at these people yes. so you can shut down people who are speaking out of you know out of the wind or you know I'm not going to on your um on your podcast. <laughs> it's fine. You
0: could go ahead.
1: Who are, you know, speaking like out of their eyes, people who are just like they grew up and they they don't have any real experience of like depression, anxiety, um, you know, whatever. It's just educate yourself. Mm. And it, it's as simple as a as a two-minute YouTube video.
0: Exactly. It's as simple
1: as going to the library and reading a book. It's as simple as, you know, asking someone, hey, you know a lot about this topic. Can you just give me five minutes of your time and provide mm. value for me?
0: Are you one of the people who believes that um, we don't have any time for people explaining themselves? Uh, you have Google. Like I-, I was talking to my sister the other day and we were talking about the J. Cole uh, incident with No Name and she was very vehemently passionate about it. She said, no, we have, we have Google why why do you have to have a conversation with me i don't have to put in uh, emotional work and all of that go google and my thing was you know i i read a lot of i read a lot of books but i don't get a lot of books <laughs> like i don't understand a lot of it like if you put a math textbook in front of me i could read it all day i won't understand uh derivatives or whatever right so i'm a, a type of person that appreciates conversation what do you think about that
1: i think that we are all different people for mm-hmm. a reason. I mm-hmm. think that like how in that question earlier, we had discussed that my platform is used to inspire and educate
2: mm-hmm.
1: other people's platforms could be just used to you know, speak on how they're feeling, but they don't mm-hmm. want to take five minutes to sit down with you and explain why they're feeling maybe because they're angry, they're frustrated and mm-hmm. they feel like they, they don't have time, which is fine. But that doesn't mean that there's an individual who has the same message as mm-hmm. that person but who will take five minutes of their day. And there's nothing wrong. I feel like, you know, all of our time is valuable and sometimes we don't wanna give our time to people who should just take the time to educate themselves on it. And Mm. they're gonna feel how they feel. Like I watched all these documentaries on Netflix and here I am for a whole week, I had to take a break off of social media because I'm just crying and like my depression is coming back up, my anxiety is coming back up. And I'm just like, I can't speak from experience but I'm taking the time to educate myself so I can reach out to people who do wanna share their experiences so I can understand how they were feeling in that moment based on whatever, based on anxiety, based on Mm -hmm. BLM, based on um, depression, you know, LGBTQ, like.
0: Yeah, and everyone has a fight. That's That's the big thing too, like just realizing that my fight might not be your fight, my struggle might not be your struggle, my pain might not be your pain, but we all have a pain. And we all walk around and I wanted to ask you this too, because, you know, people might look at you and say, oh my God, she's made it. She's, you know, had the, the transformation and she has this business going on, right? And that's, you know, you said that's the, the, the outside fix, right? Talk a little bit about what, happen- what has to happen on the inside to make that fix a real fix.
1: First off, I need discipline. Mm. You know, yes. I need um, a thousand percent. Yeah. Cause I, I you know, one thing I, I, I have learned about myself and on this journey of my 25 years of life so far is that if I'm 85% in, I'm not in. Unless I am 100% in, then I'm in. And I'll, sometimes I'll mull over like for a year and I'll be like, eh, eh, this A, eh, B, eh, and then I'll find all the way all the way down to I and I'll be like or H or whatever and I'll be like yes that's what I want to do just Mm -hmm. like it took me x amount of years you know from being 18 all the way to 22 it took me four years hey this weight loss journey thing seems kind of cool and then I Mm -hmm. actually did it right so um you know for me at least when I'm 100 percent about something you'll know Because there is not only fire under my ass, there is a forest fire behind me and I am running all the way and nothing is stopping me. And I can say that with wholeheartedly. And right now I'm kind of like mulling over stuff. I'm trying to put my toes in the water and feel things out. But when I like am ready, I will jump in and that's it, dude. That's it. Like swan dive.
0: I love that you said that because so many times we want things and we are not willing to sacrifice We're not really willing to give up uh, what we're comfortable with. We are not willing to discipline ourselves around what we want. Last night, we had a great discussion on Nicole's page. Uh, You guys definitely have to check that out. My spirit was so full after that, uh, after that conversation. I was like, just woof. But one thing we talked about was um, leaving old friends and old situations. And uh, when, when you have to, when you feel called, to uh, journey onward and it hit me because you know anyone who has been listening you know my story about uh, going through drinking and, and chasing a whole bunch of bad and deleterious and egregious things in life and not feeling focused talk a little bit about what you had to do when you were at that point of saying I can't I can't be around
1: everybody now um You know, for me at that moment in time, it was, it was just event after event after event. It was like, yes, I can be so driven, but my self-sabotage level is so high Mm. (laughs) that like I will destroy an entire empire that I've built. And for me, like, I guess people call it like a drug of choice or a DOC, um, you know, was alcohol and was eating. So how do I self-sabotage? Emotionally, I'll eat and, you know, other times I'll drink. But I wasn't uh, – it's like when I was in those times, what I realized was everyone – and you know what really stuck with me and what really offended me a lot was I was with people – and everyone would say this. They were like, I miss Fat Nicole. Wow. Fat Nicole, you know, would do anything. And Fat Nicole would get drunk and Fat Nicole would um, – and people don't realize how impactful words can be. Yeah. So Even wow. though, even though you're my closest people, you're telling me this, it's making me look at you in a different light because it's like, do you really miss fat, Nicole? Or do you just miss me because, you know, I was self-sabotaging myself because that's when I was depressed. That's when I was on antidepressants. That's when my anxiety was through the roof. And just because we could go get a meal and I wasn't counting calories, like, but i also wasn't trying to better myself like wow so
2: that
1: hit me. yeah you have to really look um you have to really look at who you're surrounding yourself with and i i lost a lot of friends and i had a lot of friends try to come back and be like oh hey you know like oh you're doing this now but what does it mean but i don't understand and i was like i can sit here and I'll explain it to you or you can just um uh you can follow my journey and you can come with me, but there's some things in my life that I don't do anymore. I don't drink anymore. I'm going three years of sobriety in oh. November. Um, you know, I, you don't understand why I'm starting a business. I can't help you. Mm. If you don't understand it, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and explain it to you. This is what I feel called to do. This is my purpose. Mm. Like I need to take my time and figure this out. And you know what, if I fall on my ass, at least I spent the entire time of my twenties, like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. You know, like I'd rather die tomorrow knowing that I put in 120% and my voice will forever be on my Instagram and my videos will forever play. And maybe I'm in the ground six feet under, but one day, maybe 400 years from now, videos are still a thing or 40 years from now, someone's going to look at my Instagram and be like, wow, who is this? Yes. Or message just hit me. Maybe it's not now, mm. but my voice is here. It's for a reason. And if it's either God speaking through me, my father speaking through me, whoever, this isn't about me. This has never been about me. And if you can't fit into that criteria and you can't lift me up and you don't agree with it, then I don't have time for you. And I have no problem saying that to your face. If you don't bring value to my life and I don't bring value to yours, then get out of my lane because I will move you or you will be moved by a greater force.
0: Yes. Unapologetically forward is so powerful because a lot of people get stuck in that. That hit, guys, that hit me so much. The the Because I worry a lot, right? Um, like Nicole, I've been, not for nearly as much time, but uh, I'm three months um, sober.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you, and congratulations to you as well. Um, and I worry so much about the world reopening because it's like what 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 does Kyle bring to the room? If Kyle's not, you know, the super uh, crazy rager type of type of person, how do I navigate that without the the um, the crutch? Right? And it's inspiring, again, very inspiring Nicole to hear you say that because it has to be a discipline, it has to be unapologetic type of resolve to say I need to do this and not only do I need to do this I can't not do this the only time you say can is when it's that double negative right so it's like I I have to do this Um, before we go I have two more questions Okay. Um, speak a little bit about the obstacles because it's it's easy for us right (laughs) Uh, us inspirational folk to talk about what you have to do and talk about the resolve and talk about the discipline and talk about the finding good times and and give the lessons that we learned. But we're not with people when they're in their dark space. We're not with people when they're in that middle point where it's too far to go back, but you might not be close enough to see the the, the goal on the horizon. So speak to a person who's right in that middle trudge. What do you, where, where were you? Right. What were you thinking?
1: How bad do you really want it?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I think that's the simplest answer. It's, it's not, I'm not going to be with you. No one's going to be with you your entire life to hold your hand. And it's not saying that we won't hold your hand or cheer you on, but how bad do you really want it? Because one out of three people is who's going to make it. And that's mm. it. And that's why there's a 1% and not a 99%. Wow. You have to, it's that drive. And I'm not saying, you know, if it's your first attempt failures to look at them as failures is stupidity. You mm-hmm. need to look at your failures as lessons yes. and you need to look at your failures as, Hey, I did something this way. Maybe let me tweak it. Let me try. And people fall off of their sobriety all the time. I mm-hmm. fell off my sobriety the first try. Mm-hmm. I was six months in and then I went to Poland and I was like, "Woo! I'm in Europe. I'm going to drink. <laughs> I did. And then look at me three months later, something happened. i yeah. um, lucky for my life that I didn't die.
0: Wow. It's
1: a big awakening for me to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Cause we got shit to do.
0: Cause and we got exactly,
1: exactly. So, you know, dude, it's just like, what do you really want? What do you want? That's I love it. that.
0: I love that. Because the idea that that hit me, one in three people are going to make it, right? Like, you have to decide. And it brings me back to the Eric Thomas quote, do you want it as badly as uh, as you want to breathe? Right? Because I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, man, I have so much to do today. Like, I'll show you, Nicole. Y- y'all can't see this, but I'll show Nicole. This is just from uh, from yesterday, Right? so this is like you know we're we're aggressively trying to trying to build this brand um so it's like i i'm sitting in front of all these things today and i'm like oh man but it's literally how badly do you want it guys no one and what we're what we're going through me and nicole we're bu- we're in the building stages right nicole has done amazing things in terms of 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 personal health right um i'm on the on on the, the just came in the door of that right but when we were in our dark spaces, right, we might not have seen who we are today. Nicole talked about keeping the the, the genes, the the genes that she had when she was um, in her in her before state, and real like under and thinking to herself, I how how did I even do this, right? I was thinking last night. I have a journal here, and I was reading uh, some poetry that I had written, and. I was like, how did I even survive? How did I even wake up in the morning and, and get through? But guys, there is always, always something to get from every moment. Whether you are in a good moment or a bad moment, you have to learn from it. We talked about Nicole learning. Uh, we talked about her getting through. We talked about her um, feeling what, what, what it felt like right, and and still growing, and where she thinks she's going to go next, I want to ask you one more question. The person that you most want to to help, to grow, right, because we all want to generally help people. We all want to help everyone, as we should, but the person that you see and you're like, oh my God, I need to reach out and, and, and grab this person. What does that person look like? What does that person feel like? What does that person act like? What does that person
1: need? I think for that, um, that person needs, they just need to like look in the mirror. And I guess the the, people or my general audience of who I would love to help like that is a young girl who has lost her, her inspiration. Right. And same story, you know, losing my father, lost her inspiration and just really doesn't know where to go. And she's mm. kind of losing her friends along the way. And she just, but she has, she has this fire. Like I like people with fire. I like people who yeah. thrive. Like I can't create that for you. No one can create that for you. But what I can do is I can freaking light up with gasoline and I can put that fire back in place. So that's who I look for. I look for a person person with with the fire in them and maybe they've lost their way a little bit. But, oh, honey, when you find that fire and when you relight that flame, it is guns a-blazing. It is beautiful what you can light up.
0: I love that. So here, we always like to end with a couple of good words. Uh, These good words are words that you said and and words that were brought up throughout the conversation, Nicole. And for you, um, I have five or six. Let's do six. Uh, We have movement. We have evolution, level up, discipline, fire and fix those words i think embody you and embody your entire business your entire brand who you are as a person um there's so much to unpack i i i hope you come back and and you know talk to us some more because we didn't even get into a lot of things that i that i wanted to talk about you know i'm sorry no no it's not you it's just it's just so much to be inspired by uh by your presence that it is it's, it's hard to do it in one shot. Um, but please tell the people where they can find you and get some more of this, uh, never say can't inspiration.
1: Yeah. Um, you guys can follow me at, on Instagram, um, tick Twitter, uh, at underscore never say can't, you know, spelled very basic. I really just want to take the time to say thank you so much, Kyle. Uh, thank you for having me on finding good voices, good radio. Um, you know, it's been an amazing experience. And I'm okay. I'm very thankful to have met you and I'm very thankful that our stories are meshing. Um, thank you,
0: thank you. I'm sure that we will work together for a long time to come because yes. it is very rare that you find someone as inspirational as Nicole is. Guys, please go check her out, go check out um, all of her interviews, stay in touch with her, be motivated, right? Get that fire or you. she's not going to give you the fire, but she's going to pour some gasoline on your fire. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all stick around and I have a little bit more to talk to y'all about. Uh, Nicole, you stay right there and we all going to uh, meet up at another time and day. All right. I love y'all guys. I'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, guys. So I want y'all to know that uh, it, it takes a special person to in the vain world that we live in dedicate their life to helping others and pulling others up and uplifting others and showing others light. And whenever people do that, um, we here at finding good times, take special attention to that, pay special attention to that and take special care of them and love on them extra hard and, uh, and, You know, this might be premature to say this, but you will definitely see a lot of Nicole on the platform. Um, For now, you can find her on NSC Fitness. That's the fitness page, NSC Fitness. Uh, Then you can find her, as she said, on underscore never say can't. And then she has a podcast podcast on spotify uh it's called never say can't and she does a lot on her page as well in the way of inspiration and uh doing live interviews and it's just great uh never say can't the podcast um by nicole francis i think i might have gotten her name wrong (laughs) nicole francis Um, So go follow her podcast and wherever you can. Listen, guys, I love you. Stay fit. (laughs) Stay fit out here. Stay blessed out here. Stay loving out here. Think good. See good. Do good. But most importantly, you better be good. I love you. Peace. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms. And of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting. Most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.